Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into Sox on Tap. I am Johnny Nani, joined tonight by Tony Marchese. Uh, tonight, we are recapping a pair of White Sox losses since we couldn't get an episode to you after last night's game. So we'll break down uh, the White Sox dropping two at home to the Brewers. Before we get into any of that, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Sox on Tap and at ontapsportsnet. Tony, how are you doing tonight, my man? Johnny, I've seen better days, my friend. Um, better days meaning yesterday when the Hawks won. Uh, and that's why we didn't get to uh, an episode of, the, of uh, Sox on Tap postgame show. But if you want to talk about or listen to us talk about good times, you can check out Four Feathers Pod. Um, it was a much happier show than what we're going to do tonight. Johnny, I don't know how you're doing, but uh, it's uh, it, it didn't look good at home for us. Yeah, no, no, that's why I'm calling this episode hindered at home. Um, that's what they were. It looked like they got a little complacent when they came back. Um, granted, there was a solid pitching performance uh, on Wednesday night for the Brewers. But uh, before we break down those games, I just want to read off a little bit of news uh, that came through. If you follow us on Twitter at Sox on Tap, you would have seen these updates already. But if you didn't, that's fine. I'll read them to you here. Um, Tim Anderson, it was announced that he will bat leadoff when he returns. Ricky Renteria said that, so an interesting development. Um, Ricky already providing a little, um, what did I say, uh, lineup uh, commentary uh, complaining, uh, lining that up before Tim's even back. So that was interesting to me. Field of Dreams game, um, obviously that was canceled, so that has been moved, um, the logical move that we all thought, moved to guaranteed rate field on Friday, August 14th. Uh, that game, the Field of Dreams game, was originally scheduled for Thursday, uh, August 13th, out in Dyersville, Iowa. Um, other than that, Nomar Mazara exited tonight's game after being hit uh, by a pitch in the foot, and um, the x-rays came back negative, but he does have a contusion, so he is day-to-day. That does it for the news. Let's get into Wednesday night's game first, Tony. Um, there wasn't a whole lot going on. This was a 1-0 Brewers win. Uh, you and I were watching it, um, getting ready for that Blackhawks game that you were uh, talking about earlier. Earlier, but um, really not a whole lot going on. We were thinking maybe we could squeeze in an episode during an intermission of the Hawks game, but uh, that didn't come to fruition because we were on edge. <laughs> yes, yes, we were. And you're right. There was not a lot of uh, stuff going on in this White Sox game. Kind of, kind of boring, but at the same time, I think uh, just uh, Dallas Keuchel had a really decent outing. He didn't really let up too much, kept the White Sox yeah. in the ball game, and that's exactly all you can ask for out of a starting pitcher. We've seen this rotation absolutely get decimated by injuries, um, some bad performances, and uh, you know the, the team coming into this game, Johnny, was on, riding high on a win streak. Man, they they were they were doing pretty well. Although you look back at the opponents that they were facing, Kansas City Royals, um, I think some of that has uh, at least a factor to play uh, in that win streak. Uh, obviously, two games against the Brewers, a, a much tougher opponent than the Kansas City Royals. They were able to get the job done on the road. You come home, you get close to a gem from Dallas Keuchel, and your your offense just didn't show up. So, um, man, the, the game just seemed to cruise along without much opportunity, even to be opportunistic. And when they did have chances, they weren't able to accomplish anything. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, one positive, though, from this, uh, even though it was a loss, Dallas Keuchel going seven innings, uh, five hits, one run. It was earned uh, one walk, eight strikeouts. That was good to see because I think that's the longest the starter has gone in a game for the White Sox. So uh, even in the loss, good to see that effort from Keuchel. Uh, we're able to save the bullpen because they needed a lot of arms tonight. Uh, Cody Hoyer came in with two shutdown innings. Uh, guy throws fucking smoke, as you and I uh, pointed out many a time last night um, as we were just talking amongst ourselves. But uh, other notes that I have from this game, Danny Mendick was the only standout offensively for the Sox. He was three for three, so good for him. Uh, he roped a double down the line. That was nice to see. Unfortunately, like you had said, Sox weren't able to capitalize uh, on any of those opportunities. Abreu, you know, uh, in the game's seventh inning, that was his calling card uh, in the two games at Milwaukee to start this week on Monday and Tuesday, and he got it done. Uh, it came through with clutch hits in those seventh innings. Uh, I guess it has to be the seventh inning, Tony, because he came up in the sixth with a chance to drive in a couple of runs uh, with two outs. Um, in Wednesday's game, and uh, like I said, uh, luck must have run out. Uh, I don't know if it's luck with Jose. Uh, he's usually pretty good, but hey, doing that three days in a row would have been uh, something special. Uh, the two in a row was pretty special anyway, so um, that, that was about the Sox's best opportunity to really get back into that thing. Um, and then the last note, I already said it, but I'll say it again. Cody Hoyer throws fucking smoke. I love that guy. Um, so that's about it from Wednesday's game. Unless you got any thoughts, we can move on. No, I, I just think, uh, I mean, you touch on Abreu there. Um, there's been a lot of people who have been all over Jose Abreu, um, and I think that's just part of the Ricky lineup construction thing. Uh, Abreu had a really good first two games of this. I, people want to argue whether or not this is a four-game set or a uh, you know home-and-home home split. I don't care what it is. It's four games in a row against the Brewers. We'll call it that. Um, guy gets the job done. Uh, in two of those games, the third time, it doesn't happen. Not too mad about it, honestly, Johnny. Um, the, the rest of the offense can pick a guy up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, nobody, nobody else was was getting a job done outside of Danny Mendick um, offensively. So you know, the whole team just needed to pick Dallas Keuchel up that day, and yeah. nobody yeah. was able to get the job done. I, I hate to see a wasted pitching performance. I think that that's just momentum killer and we'll get into that as we we talk about tonight but one way to to really you know kick off a losing streak is to be shut out um i i really didn't like what i saw uh, all too much in the ball game a lot of warning track power uh the last two nights and we'll talk a little bit more about that tonight too um there was some warning track power yesterday and we heard the excuses it's not 85 degrees so the ball's not going to carry out to right <laughs> field well you know it, you should be hitting no doubters anyway, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, what, what, what happens if the season would have started in March? Huh? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, were those going to be excuses that uh, the Sox offense isn't able to hit home runs because it's, you know, 40 degrees out? I mean, Jesus Christ, you, you have to put the ball over the fence if that's what, if that's what's going to happen. Um, or you got to have a runner on third base to hit that deep fly ball and get the sack fly. Uh, just not very opportunistic, unable to find the gaps in the outfield, unable to string a few hits together and, and get runners across the plate. I don't even need to look at the box score to remember this one. Uh, nothing, nothing doing there. Um, so it, we go into today, and we'll we'll talk more about uh, some shortcomings. 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to single out Jose Abreu because plenty of other guys had uh, runners left on base in that Wednesday game. Luis Robert leaves three on Moncada, too. That's another thing. You could say Moncada. It was would have been his turn to come up with the clutch hit there. Um, I know he provides some insurance um, with a home run earlier in the week at Milwaukee, but uh, he left two on Wednesday night's game. Uh, James McCann also left two on. So um, that, that about does it, though. Basically, White Sox couldn't convert uh, on the few opportunities they have. Got to tip your cap to Adrian Hauser, though. Um, well-pitched ball game by him. He went seven as well five hits no earned runs uh two walks and five strikeouts so um that that closes the book on wednesday's game moving on to tonight's what we just witnessed here um brewers eight white Sox three um but before we get into the actual gameplay um our guy billy reffeld on wednesday night won socks math and you know they're doing the videos now uh the winner from the previous day submits a video and that introduces the segment on the next game um so billy reffeld gave on tap sportsnet uh he writes for us so he gave us a nice shout out there uh cool to see that uh, on the broadcast tone yeah i love the fact that uh, you had just tweeted out um from from yeah. the table in my garage is that uh, socks on tap doesn't play socks math because uh, one, we'd never win, and two, the video would be too entirely inappropriate for uh, them to show. I think that's true uh, for the the members of this show, uh, but it was just funny to see a Sox on Tap contributor, and Billy does an excellent job uh, with his articles and covering this team. And, uh, you know, hey, I, I give some credit where credit's due. Sox math winners, that, that's tough. I've, I've tried before in the past maybe once or mm-hmm. twice to even, like, just do the math in my head. It, it puts me into um, a mind pretzel, man. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm normally yeah. a couple of beers deep by the time Jason Benetti rolls out socks math and just trying to do that. I, I mean, I know Billy is a, a purveyor of uh, alcoholic beverages and for him to get that win. Um, I mean, I feel like I need to give this fucking kid a trophy or some shit um, for, for him going out there and doing that, especially right after we said it's not going to happen. Uh, I find it funny that uh, our guy, uh, maybe he, he might be more your guy than my guy, uh, he might be my arch nemesis. Jordan Lazowski got his first win, I think, this year in Sox math yeah, right tonight. after. And it, it would be, it's so Jordan Lazowski that he follows up a Sox on tap winner uh, by, by going out there and winning tonight. So uh, kudos to Jordan. I just think anybody who can win that thing, I mean, first off, you know whoever wins these fucking Sox maths, they're watching on Comcast, like not streaming the game because I mean, we're already watching the game on like a three second delay behind everybody mm-hmm. else. And yeah, then to get true. the, to get the tweet out, like you gotta, you gotta have the right setup. You could, you could answer the question correctly, but to be the first one, I mean, that, that takes some hard work. That takes some effort. That takes a really strong signal from whatever TV provider you have. Um, yeah, you, you can't be, you can't be messing around with that bullshit. So um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm probably never going to try and win socks math again. Um, just not going to happen. Like you said, but, uh, it was awesome, uh, hearing on tap sports nets name mentioned on the broadcast. I think that was pretty cool and tough and, and kudos to Billy, uh, well-deserved win in the socks math department. Yep, definitely. Um, I really enjoyed seeing that. So um, once again, congrats to Billy Ruffell and then congrats to Jordan Lazowski, uh, tonight's winner. Finally on the board, there's some concern among the Sox on 35th crew um, about him and his status for this year, but he's on the board now too. I mean, I, I'd so. be concerned about Jordan Lazowski just regardless. Yeah, cause he's, he's, I mean, he, he was uh, invited to, you know, Sox Fest. He, he's been like, you know, like a champion at the end of the year and stuff. So we got to get him on, uh, uh, on a post game show at some point this season. I know it's a shortened season, but uh, 
maybe we'll get him on after a Lucas Giolito start and uh, yeah. I can go back and forth. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. So uh, let's move into the Knights game, though, the specifics of this. Um, like I would mentioned, 8-3 Brewers win uh, on the south side tonight. Um, offense came from Larry Garcia in the form of a two-run home run early. That put the Sox up. Always nice to score the first runs. But the fifth inning spiraled out of control thanks to an Eloy Jimenez defensive blunder. And I just can see um, the thoughts swirling around in your head right now as I look at you on the Skype video call, Tony. Um, so I, I will let you get into that, but that resulted in a Christian Yelich inside the park home run. Uh, before I know this is probably going to be a little bit of a rant from you, and I appreciate that because you've always been about ranting on Eloy's defense. But um, if you go back to the uh, Tuesday night postgame show when NWI Steve and I were on it together, I'd said a key going forward for these next two games against the Brewers. Don't let Christian Yelich get hot against you. Don't let us be the team that allows him to get back into a groove here. Um, he got his day off, you know, mental break, whatever uh, they called it um, for the Brewers. Craig Council uh, g- giving him day off and he didn't play on uh, Wednesday night. But then tonight, obviously, uh, Eloy helping him out, uh, getting back hot. So exactly what I said uh, for a key to this. Um, the White Sox did, did not follow through on it uh, in tonight's game. So uh, without further ado, the rant on Eloy's defense you've all been waiting for. Tony, you have the floor. Well, first off, I mean, did you speak into existence Christian Yelich getting hot? That's that's problem number one, Johnny. You know, anytime that we're talking on these shows, the crazy Marchese effect works both ways. <laughs> and I think it's kind of rubbed off on everybody at this fucking point. Um, you know, the things we say um, about keys to whatever it is, this could be on our Hawk shows, this could be on our Sox shows, seem to just have some really fucking weird way of, of working out. I, I don't know if we we haven't tracked this shit. We've got no metrics on it. As you know, we are not hashtag stat cult, so we don't have a way to track this. We're just going to go by the eye test or the listen test at this point. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe maybe some as let's get into shit. Are, are we are we done with this yet? Like we've got a guy who's now been injured twice uh, by a wall and not knowing where the wall is fucking at. And now today, like, I, I've i watched this play numerous times. There was never a need for Eloy to go into the net. Why did he go into the net? It almost seemed like he hesitated for a second and then decided that he was going to jump into the net thinking the ball was foul. I don't even know if he knew where the fucking ball was at this point in time. And, and everything is rumbling, come, bubbling, stumbling, Tony. Every, everything has come out now. Like uh, Jim Margulis over at Sox Machine, he tweeted out a series of photos of Eloy's blunders in left field. And there's, there's literally a photo of him. I believe it's at Fenway Park where he is in front of the ball looking for a ball and it's behind him. And there is a fan, a Red Sox fan, pointing to him where the ball is at. Oh what God. is that? Like what? Like we've talked about the the talking to the fans and the laughing back and forth with people. That, that's great. We've 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 seen him pop balloons in left field. We've seen him everywhere. I don't know if it's mental mistakes. I don't know if it's just poor judgment. But I I found a tweet out there tonight. I retweeted it. I said yikes because this is absolutely fucking scary that this is a thing. And Johnny, we talk all about player development on this show 
in and out every single time we get into the White Sox minor league system. And there's some problems here. This this scares me. Uh, this came from fan-sided uh, a couple of years ago when Eloy was still with the Chicago Cubs. Scouting report on Eloy, I'm going to read it out here. He's shown solid instincts off the bat in left field on fly balls, which allows him to track balls very well with his average to above average speed. Arm 65, Jimenez has a prototype right field profile with big power and a big arm. His raw arm strength is plus plus, but he's working to access that raw strength more consistently. That's showing me that you're talking about a guy who could play a corner outfield position with you know, excellent tracking of fly balls. I haven't seen that from him at all. I've seen a lot of balls. But before you go any further, I think you should just consider the source. Um, We know what they do on the Blackhawks side of things. Uh, That's why they're called fan slighted, not fan slighted. Uh, I usually don't like to take digs, but um, that that is a subpar outlet. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say that. I know that's a subpar outlet, but if and I haven't gone back even further to go and look and, and, and look up some of the other stuff like, uh, you know, like a baseball prospectus or baseball America MLB pipeline. But it, it just seems to me that Eloy has lost some of that defensive ability within the White Sox system. If we're talking about a guy who was somewhat not, I wouldn't say highly rated or expected to be a gold glove player, but on that same note, Johnny, what did we hear from Eloy this offseason? What did we hear from him going into there? He, Didn't he, was he say he wanted about, to be a gold glove left fielder to, sometime? He wanted to be a gold glove left fielder. Gold glove left fielders, Eloy, don't run into a net and get tangled up in it and let people hit inside the park it home was, runs. It was like that trailer park boys uh, scene when they're in jail and playing badminton and Bubbles goes up to the net and he gets his glasses all caught up and he's Ricky, I'm caught up in this fucking net. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what it was like. I should have pulled know, that clip out. Well, here's the next thing, too, Johnny. What is the net doing right now? What is the net fucking doing right now? Take <laughs> the goddamn net down. There's no fans in the stands. Are they are they protecting the cardboard cutouts? Are, like, oh, I almost I just said something I should I almost just said something I should have balls. But, I mean, seriously. Yeah, well, here's the thing. That's a ground rule double if you take the net down while there's no fans there. Where is Roger Bostard on this? This is his field. Take the goddamn nets down. Minus one war from Roger Bossard on this one too. Um, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm heated about this, but I really, really think like imagine, imagine for a second that Eloy like tangled his arm up in that net and like is injured for the next ten days again because we have something like this. We're lucky that he he's he's okay after deciding to try and dive into the net, what did he think it was going to, like, springboard? Like, it's not a trampoline. It's not going to fucking spring you back into the field and magically get you the ball so that you can throw it out, like throw it home. Slow up. Eliminate the extra bases there. That's not the play that you should be making if you're Eloy Jimenez in left field. Um, you know, and, and I've said this a hundred times. I'll say it again. There's going to come a point in time where Eloy Jimenez is on the wrong end of a, of a situation in left field where he is going to wind up hurting himself, either Yohan Moncada, Tim Anderson, or Luis Robert. And I would I would ask you this question, Johnny. Out of those players, can the White Sox afford to lose any of them for an extended period of time? Absolutely not. Okay, so there's a liability right there. Move him to DH, move him to fucking right field where the worst he can do 
is 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 hurt a less amount of people. I don't I don't know. I don't know what you have to do, but this left field experiment with Eli Jimenez is not working in my opinion. This is just my opinion. I say I say that because people are going to get heated and say, "Well, the White Sox really need him to be in left field because that's the only position where he can excel." Yes, I know you have Andrew Vaughn and Jose Abreu that have to fight for time at first base. We already have a logjam at DH. But please, for the love of God, please limit the risk that we have right now with Eloy Jimenez in left field. Because if his bat is not in the lineup for a full season or at least 150 games in a, in a, in a real season, there are going to be problems. There are going to be holes. And the White Sox do not have the outfield depth. We've seen it right now. Early on this year in a shortened season, the White Sox do not have the outfield depth to sustain this. This is this is bad news. There's going to come a time where this is going to bite us in the ass. Everybody wants to get on me about Alex Calame and say there's going to be a time where Alex Calame is going to blow a save. I would I would put money down right now to say that it is worse for Eloy Jimenez to injure himself or others on a really bad play that's caused by poor defense for this team than Alex Calame blowing a save maximize your value. This guy's got to move to a DH position or somewhere else on the diamond where he's not a liability. I'm sick of it, Johnny. It it gives me nightmares thinking about what can happen. I don't care about giving up an inside the park home run in in this situation because he came up okay, but goddamn, this could have been a hundred thousand fucking times worse than what we saw tonight. And we've already had a scare once already this year. We saw it last year. History is going to continue to repeat itself until you fix the fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's warranted, especially after seeing that. And you just get concerned, like you said. Uh, you can't afford to have any of those guys out, um, especially with the way Eloy's bat has been picking up. Uh, like I, I touched on it Tuesday, but NWI Steve wrote an article um, just kind of tracking uh, even how much he's blossoming uh, at the plate since oh God, the All-Star incredible. break the all-star break of 2019 uh, through the end of last year. And then obviously the beginning of this short season. So uh, let's move on in the timeline of this game, Tony. Um, After that, that's when the wheels fall off and it sucks. I feel bad for Gio Gonzalez in this situation because that opened the floodgates. It was already a two, one game before that Yelich is inside the Parker ties it yet. Jed Jerko comes up. It's a home run after that uh, two run shot. Um, and that makes it 4-2 Milwaukee, still within reach. But then, um, you know, Geo getting worked there eventually has to come out. And uh, Matt Foster gives up an uh, RBI single to Orlando Arcia uh, to make this thing 5-2. to two. Um, And then you're playing catch-up once again. Um, and the White Sox couldn't do anything, didn't get another run until the bottom of the ninth when it was already garbage time, already down 8-2 to two because the Brewers had tacked on. Um, uh, three more in the top of the eighth just before that. So uh, Laurie Garcia, only one getting it done at the plate tonight for the White Sox. Uh, he had an RBI double in the ninth to bring that up to eight to three instead of eight to two. So um, that was about it from the box score breakdown of this game. Um, looking like I had said at a guy like Gio Gonzalez here, um, you just feel for him. He only goes uh, four and a third here, eight hits, five runs, four of them earned. Um, three walks, three strikeouts, two home runs, but he, he was 
he was coming along pretty well uh, before that inning. So uh, it sucks when there's a major breaking point uh, in the game. Other than that, like I said, uh, luckily the White Sox didn't burn much bullpen uh, in Wednesday's loss because we had uh, Matt Foster, Ian Hamilton, Jace Fry, Steve Ciszek, uh Lale. And uh, the, the, that's how the rest of this game finished out on the mound for the White Sox. Um, getting into this, though, it's kind of observation slash box score breakdown um, for Steve Ciszek in two thirds, one hit, uh, three runs, uh, all of them earned, and he walked two there. Um, and it's, you know, our guy Andrew Kinsler texted me during this, uh, and he said, you know, uh, I was excited first when we got Ciszek, but now he's like, I'm worried. So are we worried about Steve Ciszek is a question here for you, Tony. I mean, is there an arm in baseball that's been more abused than Steve Ciszek? I I blame Joe Madden. I blame Joe Madden for this. Fuck the Cubs. Fuck Joe Madden. Um, but here's the next thing too. Ricky Renteria has not helped the situation by throwing Steve Ciszek in like what feels like every single fucking ball game the Sox play. Like I feel like there hasn't been a pitcher with more appearances. And again, not looking at the stats just feels that way. Uh, Steve Ciszek is out there all the time. It's, I don't know. I, I love the windup. I love the, the funkiness that he brings to this. I love the, the, the option to have that, that guy that throws a little bit different coming out of your pen. But Steve Ciszek, man, I, I just, I feel like there is an overuse problem uh, you saw Joe Madden overuse Steve Ciszek. You're seeing Ricky Renteria right now overuse Steve Ciszek. And four, it doesn't... Four and two-thirds innings for Ciszek this year. So far? Yep. And and maybe that's just the fact that he's he's finishing off a couple innings, but um, I, I just feel like we've seen him a lot. Um, and I'm sure there's probably more relievers that have, that have thrown uh, than him. But, I mean, then again, we are pretty... We're still pretty early into this season, um, but... I, I want to track that as, as we go along here, um, how, how much he gets used. But I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried that he's he's just does not have it. Uh, I saw a video, I think it was on Twitter, of, of him getting ready for the season. And uh, I, I think it was him that uh, was trying to work on pitching and actually ended up breaking his own window. Oh, that was Joe Kelly. That oh, that was, was Joe, Joe Kelly. Kelly. That yeah. was Joe C-Shack Kelly. C-Shack did okay. post a video, but he was posting what a bad slider or breaking ball looks like compared to a tight one. That Okay, that's, that's that's what, what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just going back, looking through stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God. And for some reason, maybe it's the amount of beers I've had. Maybe it's the Eloy rant, and I, I, I lost that one. But uh, freaking, dude, it just it feels like, he doesn't have his stuff. You saw him hit two, what is it, two batters tonight. Um, just the stuff doesn't look crisp, Johnny. Yeah, and that's kind of disappointing because I was excited for that kind of frisbee throw um, coming into the season, uh, given a different look. But um, we'll see. At least it's nice to see. Um, I'll say the name again. Seeing guys like Cody Hoyer uh, step up yes. uh, when, it, when you're having, you know, uh, down performances from veterans that you feel like you should be able to trust. So I uh, just Johnny, wanted to get that real out. quick, real yeah. quick on Cody Hoyer. Um, sneaky closer type stuff. If he figures out a, oh, yeah. a nice breaking ball. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a topic that's already being discussed uh, pretty widely on Sox Twitter. Obviously, it's still early. Uh, just made his MLB debut at the beginning of this season, but um, yeah, I mean, just the stuff profiles because you want to you want to check boxes here for being a closer. Do you throw fucking smoke? Um, Are you cool? Big one. Yeah. So that there's there's one big one 
right there for Cody Hoyer. Uh, and it looks like he's able to miss bats because uh, in those two innings yesterday, I uh, was able to strike out three. So nice to see that. Um, other than that, from this game, Tony, um, like I said, a, a committee of bullpen guys. Um, other than C-Sheck, though, uh, nice to see some zeros across here. I know Jace Fry takes a lot of heat. Uh, nice to see him put together a clean inning with two strikeouts. Uh, I know if it walk probably upset some people, but hey, um, he got out of that one clean. Uh, Ian Hamilton before him, uh, same thing, one walk but two strikeouts in a clean inning. Um, and then, you know, some uh, names that are kind of filling in here uh, as guys like Randall Lopez are on the injured list, Matt Foster, and then is that Brady Lale? Is that his first name? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, Brady Lale uh, threw uh, one and a third uh, to close this game out um, for the bullpen for the White Sox in this one. So, um, you know, uh, it sucks, uh, especially losing this one. But I, I think, you know, just overall, um, after you go on a long road trip like that, uh, were they three cities uh, in Cleveland, then Kansas City, then Milwaukee, uh, coming home after that? And I'm, I'm glad they got hot at the end. Like you said, some of that was playing, uh, you know, Kansas City to bolster that at the beginning. Um, but then two against Milwaukee, you feel like they kind of just got complacent when they get home. You kind of get back into your routine. Yep. Um, you're seeing the family again. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's just a get a little too comfortable, I, I think, is my observation from this one yeah we've 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 seen that we've talked about that the uh the home versus road game preparation is uh a little bit different um but that's not to say you shouldn't be on the top of your game when you're at home uh i think there's a little bit of a difference when you're playing in front of your home crowd and the fans but uh you do bring up a good point um you know just overall thoughts from the series uh against milwaukee as a whole uh, I'm not disappointed in the split uh, as a whole. Uh, I'm disappointed that the the split went the way it did, um, just from a momentum standpoint. Uh, the offense kind of disappeared here in, in the last two games, and um, you know, even the the late comeback stuff. You know, I, I really want to see this team start to get on a little bit more of a, a run by uh, you know putting up some crooked numbers early and, and letting the pitchers work with the lead. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of that from the White Sox so far. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, he, you need to have games where you've got a guy like Dylan Cease with a four or five run lead or uh, or even a Dallas Keuchel tonight. You know, you go out there and you put a four spot up on the board in the first inning and, you know, you, you just let Dallas go on cruise control. Uh, Gonzalez that, that's a, tonight, but... Or, yeah, yeah Keuchel yesterday, Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah, Gonzalez tonight, uh, Keuchel yesterday. Uh, if you gave him a four-run lead, he would have been able to work through seven innings of baseball uh, and and keep the other team shut down. Um, you know, it, it's just frustrating to watch. We've we've seen some shades of the 2019 White Sox, and I think that that's what's disappointing to people. Uh, it's disappointing to me. Um because you know the talent on this roster is so far above what they had in years past during this rebuild. And you really want to just, as a White Sox fan, you want to see it come to fruition. You want to see everything click. And maybe we're not quite there yet, but they they have made improvements to that roster where they should be able to do stuff like that. You've seen the offense explode for more than 10 runs. You've seen it. Uh, you know, be able to put the ball over the fence. You've seen them be able to score runs via somewhat called small ball and, and hit parade. 
uh, type baseball. Um, you know, you just got to get it clicking for this next series, man. It's, yeah. it's important. The season yeah, it, is short. Every game counts. Yeah. So a cu- couple of points in there. I kind of, you know, talked about getting a little complacent, too comfortable at home. Um, well, you're going to have to pick that, ramp that up against a division rival coming in here this weekend in the Cleveland Indians. Uh, it'll be a tough three game set. Uh, we know that the Sox dropped uh, two of three when they were at Cleveland um, before that Kansas City uh, weekend series. So um, I have a meatball take before we preview uh, the first game of this, though. Um, and this goes hand in hand with what you we were talking about with the offense, the bats going quiet over the last two. Um, and I know we put up some crooked numbers and you know that outside of that uh second game of the season though against the twins um white Sox really haven't done it in as much volume against good teams and the good teams that we've played being milwaukee uh um, cleveland and minnesota like i said outside of that second game of the season so don't tell me that this white this is my meatball take now this is meatball for a reason don't say that this white Sox lineup mashes i'm doing finger quotes until they actually do it consistently against good teams anyone can go and put up you know ridiculous numbers against the royals um, and the Brewers pitching, I know they got a couple solid performances uh, against us as of late, but one would not say that starting pitching is a major strength of the Milwaukee Brewers either. So I got a meatball take for you. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. That was mine. Lurie Garcia should DH <laughs> more often. That is that's pretty spicy. That's spicy meatball take. But hey, when he when he was uh, having multi-hit games, you know, four-hit game, I think he had a three-hit game as well, and then uh, doing the damage, the only damage tonight, uh, and bringing runs home category. Uh, I mean, yeah, it makes you it, think stuff like that. Does. You know, I love the White Sox Twitter account after the game because their tweet was something like Lure Garcia drives in three runs or whatever, and White Sox lost, and it's like, yeah, hmm. Oh, dude, those are like 2017, 2018 uh, recap tweets. Like some of those back then, I will say, though, they were so bad that like they wouldn't even put a caption. It would just be like the graphic with the score and the link to the, you know, the recap. So fucking White Sox. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, White Sox. There you go. All right. Enough of that shit. Let's get into the next game here. Next game preview is the White Sox versus the Cleveland Indians. 7, 10 p.m. Central time start on Friday, August 7th. like I said, guaranteed rate field, White Sox at home again. Um, the Indians are coming in pretty hot. Uh, they just took three of four from a pretty solid Cincinnati Reds team, um, and they put a smackdown on them today, 13 to nothing. So they got to be feel, feeling pretty good uh, coming into the south side for this weekend series. Um, do we have a weather report? I'm going to have to find Tony Twista. So give him, give him like five minutes. Let me dial him up. Um, might not even need five minutes, but, uh, let's, let's move on to the pitching matchup and then we'll, yeah. we'll see if we can get Tony here. Yeah. We'll see if we can get Tony in here. Um, all right. Probable starters, um, for this Friday night matchup, uh, Aaron Savali versus Dylan sees this will be a repeat of what we saw on July 28th. Um, in one of those first games of that Cleveland series, uh, Savali on the year one and one three, seven, five ERA, 18 strikeouts, 1.08 whip over 12 innings. Um, in that last outing against the Sox, uh, he threw six, seven hits, 
two earned runs, one walk, nine strikeouts, uh, one home run allowed. Um, and he threw out his la- he threw well his last time out. Uh, that was against Minnesota on the second of August, uh, but he did not have run support in that one and ended up taking a loss. Uh, gave up three earned runs in that performance. Uh, Dylan Cease for the White Sox here. He's one in one, six point four eight ERA, uh, five strikeouts, one point five six WHIP over eight point one innings so far this season. Um, uh, in that matchup against Cleveland, uh, the same pitching matchup that we'll see, Cease uh, was yanked early. He got the early hook. Uh, he only went two and a third, seven hits, four earned runs, no walks, one strikeout, two home runs allowed. Uh, but he was much better his last outing against the Royals um, over that weekend series. That was on August 2nd, uh, the last time that Dylan Cease threw. So um, be interesting to see. Uh, nice to see Cease, even though it was against, like I said, a subpar Kansas City Royals team. Nice to see him get back on track and look a little more like that Dylan Cease that we saw during inner squad uh, with stuff working command a lot better um, and avoiding early inning onslaughts of runs. I, I think I found him. You I found Tony? I found he, yeah, I okay. found him. Good. He's ready. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite weather guy, Tony Twista. Johnny, how you doing, my friend? Hey, Tony, I'm good. It's been a little bit since I've actually talked to you on the show. I know uh, you got to keep a low profile and whatnot, but hey, it's good to have you back. Uh, and as we're heading into the weekend here, I know you're going to be enjoying yourself. Um, I'm going to be enjoying some White Sox baseball. I've been enjoying some White Sox baseball. Hey, what happened to this win streak they've been on? I, I don't know what's happened, but you're right. You know, I've, I've been trying to lay lay a little low uh, over the past few days. Uh, you know, some things happened. You know, I might have gotten in trouble with some guys. Uh, over some bets that I made, uh, but you know the White Sox. You know, I've I've been telling people you got to take the over, Johnny. I've been telling people you got to take the over. The last two nights, I probably sh- probably shouldn't even be on this show. Uh, you know, I, I shouldn't be on this show. I made some. I gave some bad advice. I gave some bad advice. Okay, everybody does that. It happens sometimes. But I gave some bad advice. But hey, man, it's been it's been a beautiful week. In the city of Chicago this past week, hasn't it? You know, you don't even, I bet you're not even running your air conditioner right now, are you? Yeah, temp's cooling down, man. It's, it's, nice. Cooling, it's nice. It's cooling down, and the White Sox offense been cooling down. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why does it got to be so hot for the White Sox bats to show up? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I should start to, you know, look at my own weather report before I give people some betting advice. Things happen, Johnny. Things happen. But tomorrow, beautiful day for baseball again on the south side of Chicago, 70 degrees around first pitch, winds southeast at six miles an hour, gusting uh, up to about 10. You're probably going to see the same thing you've been seeing lately, some warning track power from guys like Zach Collins, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite White Sox players, Zach Collins. Love that kid. Uh, you know, I, I got to talk to him after the after the game tomorrow night. I think uh, he might owe me some money. Uh, dew point, 60 degrees Fahrenheit, cloud cover 5%. Beautiful night for fireworks. Uh, what's going on with our guy Jerry? You know, like the the Sox hit home yeah, runs. Yeah, they're not they're you know, not lighting off the fireworks. It's yeah, bothering no, the fuck t- out of me. Tony, it's super disappointing. Um, I'm glad you bring that up because uh, our, one of our division rivals, the Twins, lost to the Pirates today, and it was in walk off fashion. And after the Pirates hit that walk off single, there were some fireworks I could hear exploding as the team hey, was celebrating out around the mound. You know, so someone's doing it. When the Sox were in Cleveland, they were lighting off fireworks. It was a slap in my face. It was a slap in my goddamn face. You know, like if you're at a family party, a good Italian family party, and you say some bullshit and grandma slaps you across the face like, shut the fuck up. That's what it felt like when the Cleveland Indians are lighting off fucking fireworks. 
and we can't even light off fireworks when Luis Robert goes deep. I don't get it. I don't know. Somebody talk to Jerry. I might put a call into my guy, Roger Bossett, tell him talk to Jerry. Maybe I'll get Roger to light the fireworks off himself. I'll go out there and light off fireworks from, like, lot, lot B or some shit, and they might come from the opposite side, but guess what? At least we'll hear some boom-booms when the shit happens. Anyway, visibility, 10 miles. It's going to be a perfectly clear night. Uh, one of them nice Friday nights where, you know, we want to talk about fireworks. This would be a firework Friday. We'd be out there smoking cigars in Lot B, just enjoying the beautiful views of a White Sox winner with some fireworks celebrations afterward. It's good for the kids. It's good for the city. You hear some shit going off. I love fucking explosions. It's a great time. Uh, no precipitation chance. There's not going to be anything on the radar. No greens, no blues, no yellows, any of that shit. It's going to be a great, great night for baseball. Although, uh, you know, you want to talk about home runs. Uh, for some reason, I, I don't I don't know if we're going to get any tomorrow. For some reason, this White Sox team apparently can't hit when it's uh, when it's below 85 degrees. So ah, I've been telling people to take the over. I'm going to take my own advice right now. Bet the under tomorrow. Bet the under. All right. Thanks for that, Tony. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's a tough pitching matchup tomorrow, too. So I could see that happening. This Aaron Savale guy for Cleveland, um, uh, you know, was able to work us pretty well last time and strike out nine White Sox hitters. So hey, yeah, where's, where's my guy, Andrew that. Kinsler? Where's that guy been? Uh, he's the uh, MIA right now. He's written a little bit, but uh, on, on this I'm podcast, MIA. Him. I'm going to find him. Yeah, I'm gonna you're gonna find, find him. him. Yeah, I'm gonna, All right. I'm gonna find him. We're gonna, we're gonna have a nice conversation. Yeah, spe- he owes of me fi- money too. Yeah, speaking of finding people, though, um, it, ha- it although we haven't been able to have you on the show, um, as much as we would have liked early on in the season, uh, we heard you're on the Twitter machine now. So can you, you just let the listeners know where to find um Tony Twista? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I I did get a Twitter. I I got a Twitter. I'm tr- still trying to figure out how to use it. Uh, it's a little confusing for me. Uh, I've got my nephew. He, he's helping me out. Uh, he's a good kid. Uh, I give him a little money every time he uh, he tweets for me. I uh, give him the weather report. He helps me out. But you can follow me at Guy. D-A weather. W, I don't even know how to fucking spell E-A-T-H-A. it. D-A-T-H-A. Yeah, there you go. Weather Guy. At Weather Guy. I'll try and tweet out some weather reports. Uh, before every White Sox game, especially the ones they play in Chicago. Sometimes it's hard for me to figure out what the weather's going to be in other cities because I'm so focused on what's going on here. You know, uh, trying to beat Tom Skilling for top weather guy in Chicago, I really appreciate it. If you give me a follow, I'll start to do more weather stuff. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll start doing the weather for the Bears. Uh, the, the, the Blackhawks play inside, so I can't do weather for them. Uh, so do the Bulls. But maybe I'll give weather reports for, you know, what it's going to be like walking into the ice rink. You know, I think that would be good for people. They know what to expect when they get out of the car. It's going to be fucking cold. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tony, uh, it's been great having you back on the show. So, yeah, make sure you follow the weather guy on Twitter. Um, Give me a five-star rating. Five yeah, star it, ratings on the if, Twitter if, machine. If he ain't on here, the show to to deliver it to you vocally, uh, you can at least see what his nephew types up for him there. So, Tony, thank you once again. All right, um, let's bring uh, Mr. Marchese back in uh, on this call because we need to get some picks to click down for Friday night's uh, fair between the White Sox and Indians. Uh, give me Yon. Give me a Yon Mancata for a pick to click. Um, I, I feel like he's due. For a, a multi-home run performance, Yohan Mancata. That's my pick to click. How about you, Johnny? All right. Yeah, I, I like that one. It's, it's, you can never really go wrong with Yohan Mancata. That's such an easy one to take every time. It's like in. Uh, I think I hit on Lurie tonight, with, though. 
Is yeah, you did. You, you did hit on Laurie tonight. That's nice. Uh, when I picked there, them, it was like right. It was right in between. It's like multi-hit games, and then this one when I had picked them during the stretch. But that's all right. Whatever. Um, I will go with uh, Mister Yasmani Grandal. Um, if he's in the lineup, if not, then give me James McCann. Um, I'll I'll ride with that one. Whoever the catcher, whatever there. Um, this just, season's been yeah. so hard from from that aspect right yeah. there. Is you don't know what catcher you're yeah. getting. So it. It's Grandal first, whether he's in the lineup catching or DHing, and then I'll McCann is the backup then uh, if Grandal is not in the lineup. So um, th- that'll be my pick to click here. Um, Tony, you got a shout out here before we close this thing down? Uh, I'm going to shout out White Sox sale. Um, it's I feel like I shout him out all the time, but I have to let him know I really appreciate the uh, the reminders when uh, Diane Vicieto's name comes up literally anywhere. Um Everybody knows Diane Vicieto, my guy. Um, the Sox have some moms. Give me fucking Diane Vicieto in left field. Maybe maybe right field. I don't care. Uh, love Diane Vicieto. He was mentioned on the broadcast tonight. White Sox sale uh, kindly reminded me that uh, Diane Vicieto was mentioned, and, and that's my guy. So White Sox sale, hope you're having a great night. Um, what did Dallas do today? Did they play today? The Stars? I know um, I know sales. No, I know I sales. I I don't think they played today. Sales a big Dale Stars guy. Um, I don't wish him luck there at all, though. So, yeah, uh, yeah fuck the Stars. Yeah. Stars. All right. Um, let's see. Mo- moving on. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Zach Roy uh, for my shout out. He seemed to enjoy the um, tweet that I had put out from Socks on Tap, the hashtag that so White Sox with the picture of Eloy all tangled up in the netting. Um, he seemed to enjoy that. And he shares one of your sentiments here. He says, uh, he quote tweeted and says, me. In quotes, I don't think Eloy's that much of a defensive liability. Plus, with Robert in center now, he can just play the line. And then he goes, Eloy playing the line, uh, colon. And then it's our tweet below it with that picture of him all tangled up there. I thought that was funny. I got a good laugh out of that. So, Zach Roy 94 on Twitter. Thank you for that. You gave me a good laugh uh, during a White Sox loss. So, appreciate that. Um, those are our shout-outs for today. Um, that about wraps it up for us here. Make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at SoxOnTap and at ontapsportsnet.com. Sportsnet. I am at Nani Johnny. Tony is at Tony on tap. And once again, um, our very, very favorite weather guy uh, at D-A-W-E-A-T-H-A guy on Twitter. Um, so follow all of us there. And then if you enjoy Socks on Tap and these post-game shows, make sure you're giving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. We would really appreciate it. So, Tony, that does it for tonight's show. Um, we may possibly be back tomorrow. Uh, depends on how out of hand the Blackhawks or, uh, game gets. So if we can't do that, then it may be a more of a weekend rundown here, but uh, we will do our best to bring it to you as much as possible. Uh, we just don't know how long this uh, Blackhawks run is going to last. So uh, that's why uh, some of these have been combined shows uh, like tonight's was so that does it uh that's it tony uh, let's close this thing down the only way we know how to white sox forever white sox forever